Hello! Welcome to the Bible Study Girl podcast. I am Sarita, and you may know me as Bible Study Girl. The first voice you heard was the welcoming voice of the executive producer of this podcast, Bible Study Brother. What's good, people? It is I, Bible Study Brother, but I'm also known as Icarus Gray or Red Gray Anime, and this is the most wonderful podcast of your name. Gray Matter out now. That was the shortest introduction you've ever done. I was hoping you'd be a little bit longer. I was over here speed chewing the Snickers, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, we are still in our series of recapping our blogs, the blog recap series. And today we are talking about the blog Speak Well. If you are new around these parts and you have no clue what the blog recap is, let me clue you guys in. You can head over to Bible Study to BibleStudyGirl.com. My bad. I had a little snicker stuck in my tooth. But you can head over to BibleStudyGirl.com. You can touch the search um, magnifying glass in the upper right hand corner and type in the words speak well. That's the name of the blog that we're going to be discussing today. So it'll pull the blog right up and you guys will get a chance to read it and come up with your own thoughts. Um, I don't know what you'll think when you read it. So that's why it's always good to head over and read for yourself. You might get a, you might be inspired. Um, So what we do in our blog recaps is Bible study brother gives you a brief overview or summary of what the blog is about. And then he tells you any impressions that he got from reading the blog, things that maybe he felt challenged to do because he read the blog. Um, He just gives us a general overview. And I try to do my best to not to step on him and let him speak and say what he has to say. Because the next thing we do is that I tell you how I felt at the time the blog was published, if my views have changed, any interesting challenges that have come my way since I published the blog. Uh, The great news about today's blog is that it was published almost four years ago in November of 2019. So it'll be good to see how um, my perceptions have changed, if they've changed at all, and just what life challenges I've encountered since the time that blog was published. So Bible study, brother, the floor is yours. You can take it away. And I really could have waited till this point to eat my Snickers because, you know, you like to make a long story long. So I could have waited. But tell us all about Speak Well, brother. Well, Speak Well is about a time in history that no longer exists where home phones were the bee's knees. And um, the biggest upgrade you could get was not a cell phone, but it was your own phone line where people could call you directly and your parents couldn't, you know, you weren't interrupting nobody's calls or anything of that nature. It was just you in your room, you know, with a voicemail that you set playing R&B or whatever music. In the background with you saying, hey, you missed me, but uh, I'll get back to you on the line. 
And then like, I will tell you, I led a charm life because I realized everybody didn't have their own personal phone line in the house. No. And I did. It was jumping. Do you remember that phone number? 376-0512 because it was my number. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, like <laughs> you, you got it for a while and then it was then. then After I, got I went to college, jumping. it became your And it got line. jumping. Yeah, it was jumping. <laughs> like I had like the birthday voicemail. Like after my birthday, when I turned 16, it was it was. It was lit. Um, I had one where I like freestyle. I was like, it's my birthday. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's my birthday. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. You would just be home. You never needed to call my the the, the phone in the room. Because by that time, let's see, 16, 17, you in college, you maybe have a cell phone. I'm not sure. I did have a cell phone. So I got a cell phone as soon as I started college because yeah. I was driving back and forth. I was 18. But, you know, cell phones were super expensive back then. Like, Bruh, call me after nine. It yeah. was not for. And texting did not exist. I remember texts were like 10 cents a text. Do not. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what's funny? Uh, here's my, my, our, well, the biological tried. And I had a phone. I had me a little Nokia cell phone. But again, like you said, there those ten cent texts, right? And I remember uh, during the dating period for Kanae and I, I was texting her and running it up, and like the bill ended up being really high. Needless to say, I did not get another phone until my mother gave up her phone to me at the time. Because I was working and moving around and all those stuff till she eventually got like another phone. Like my phone number now is her original phone number. It um, sure is. And then yeah, she just ended up getting another one technically or whatever. But needless to say, there were times where phones were needed and you just like you could literally stop somebody's whole day because it was connected to the internet. Like y'all got internet on your phones. We used to have internet was connected through your phone line, and like if somebody got on the phone, you didn't have no internet until they got off the phone, right? And so, what I thought about with at least that first half of it was like, oh man, this is a big nostalgia pit. But then the blog uh, shifts to the just talking to people every day because it, it was more so about the communication of talking to your friends and stuff. And then you remember that as friends, like a lot of times there are a lot of people you never meet, but you have heard everything in the world about. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you think, you know, this person, though they've never met you. Uh, (laughs) There are, you know, countless times where you and I have met somebody from uh, mom's job and been like and they immediately just start telling us stuff that I'm like. I had no idea you knew that. I don't even know you, sir. Right. Or madam. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm going to have to fight my mama after this. <laughs> I mean, on fight, man. <laughs> <laughs> she is wild. But out. I will say this being an adult and like working with people that have kids, they do share like a lot of information about their children. And I mm-hmm. know way more about that. Cause so. I think as an adult, I'm like, ain't no telling what mama's coworkers know about me because I know oh, she would work. Listen, just telling it, <laughs> like just telling it. Oh man, they y'all trying to take me out. Uh, anyway, sorry y'all. I randomly looked at a Facebook post. 
in the middle Lord. of the podcast. That's what I'm dealing with. Help but it, it was our family. But our I family will say, too, I think I'm going to let you tell your story because I said I was going to try to be quiet. I'm going to let know. you tell your story. But I think even more so nowadays, like we listen to people's different podcasts and stuff. So we get a, a glimpse of them. Oh, so we get a glimpse of them. And we get bits and pieces of them. So we feel like we really know them, but we really don't. So go ahead. Yeah, that's why I was over here acting like I was. But anyway, so that that's what the whole blog post was about. It's just like, and y'all remember that. Like, because when I was younger, you know, you had your friend and they would call you on three-way and they might be on the phone with their boyfriend or their girlfriend and you like just supposed to be listening and you listening and all this information and then you meet them and you like mm-hmm, I know you and it's like that's not that's not how knowing people works like you know like it's it's so it shows up so much today like in the algorithms and stuff like when you get all these ads of things you would never buy and you're like you don't know me. You just heard me say chocolate chip cookie. Right. I can't remember what we were talking about the other day. You were like, they were ear hustling so hard. Oh, so hard. <laughs> I forgot what they was ear hustling I can't about. remember what it was, but it was like so weird and random. Like, you definitely were listening to our conversation phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, because there's nothing else for you to send this ad that literally no one cares about. Right. Like I ain't gonna never and I've never been that person. The funny part about like this blog post, it just made me think about the importance of a personal relationship with God and the importance of promoting that in the church. There's so often this um what do they call it? This con- not congressional, but this uh corporate yeah. this this corporate thinking mindset that has like deterred us in so many different ways. And I think about how the church has been set up in a way of like, you really need to learn Jesus and understand Jesus and your relationship with him. As I'm saying it, the way people say it up here now, I wasn't even trying to say it like that. I heard myself anyway. uh, There's a difference between Jesus and Jesus. I can't even say it. Like now I can't say it. I was in it and now I can't say it. But anyway, I'm messing with y'all. There's there's a difference in pronunciation, not a difference in who the man is. Um, but <laughs> I'm so I'm so stupid. I lose my whole train of thought. But what I'm uh, getting at is like we've been going through Personal this. We've been going through this series uh, in Corinthians, and we've just been going through Corinthians all the way through. And it was talking about like how Corinthians would yeah they were just out here wilding. Like majority of the time when people use Corinthians, they be talking about the love is this love, and love is yeah. kind. And it's like, no, nah, they was out here wilding. And Paul had a reason to emphasize what these things are. And we are so apprehensive to doing the things that Corinthians was talking about. And like there are so many people who there is no repentance whatsoever in them. They're or they're not choosing it. And we just let that fester and stay. And it's like, and then wonder why people don't want a relationship. Well, it's like, well, I see all this information. I get to just do what I want. If that's what that person is doing, 
Like, and they don't have no intention to stop. And you didn't like remove them so they can like live with whatever it is. Live with your flesh. If you want to go live with your flesh, live with your flesh kind of thing. And so I just thought about like this intimate relationship and how these principles in the church are taught so flawed sometimes because it's taught in such a corporate sense. And therefore you forget that people are just waiting to be like, "Mm, I knew they was hypocrites. You know, the same people that'll be like, see, this why they don't never, you know, this why they don't ever do this. So you shouldn't do this. And I never pay a hundred dollars for a steak or whatever they be arguing about on the internet and, and like <laughs> all of this stuff was like the 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 other one is like, I mean, what was it? It's like if the if the if dinner is like four hundred dollars and it's for us, we just splitting it up a hundred and it's like no, I'm paying for what I eat, paying for what I drink. Like, I, that's my relationship with my food. My relationship is important. And it's like we just have all of these things that are, like, so disjointed communally. And it misses the point of, like, seeking and following God. You have to seek and follow him. We are valuable. We are, you know, uh, imperfect creatures that are made perfect through him made perfect in 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 how we seek after him and you so often will say what you know about somebody or what you think you know about the church but not what you know about Jesus you'll say what you know about this person and that person and it's like we on so many different levels have to take accountability for that as a church and kind of understand the things that we need to change, man. Like so, like it's crazy. Did you see this? Did you happen to see that that uh, that headline with the Dalai Lama or whatever? Oh, I did. Okay. So you know, <laughs> like you know that there's somebody waiting, Christian, non-Christian, whatever. It was like, see, see, see. And that's not even that's not even a, a Christian thing. Like people just be waiting. Like this what this what they do. They they yeah. They, they, and that's why I don't fool with organized religion because blah blah blah. Yeah. And that situation is horrible. Like it, on ten thousand on ten thousand levels. But it's like if you are if you are allowing a human being who is led by the flesh every now and again or completely in in that sense to dictate where you're going or who you should follow or how you should follow a person you in for a bad time bro <laughs> you just in for a very bad time because you're always going to be disappointed um you're judging those things in the in the in the earthly realm and not by a spiritual sense because you don't know uh, to judge them by you don't you don't know to judge the spirit by the spirit, and that is something that I kind of learned. Like if you don't know him, you don't know him. You know what I'm doing. You know that I'm gonna mess up. You know that you know that you're waiting on me to give you a reason to lean into whatever it was you were doing, and it's just one of those things where like. Knowing and hearing are two different things. And that's what I got. Two different things. 
you know, um, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So one of our responsibilities as Christians is to speak well of the Christ that we serve. And for me, the meat of the blog post is when you are around a Christian, quite often you hear the things that they say about God. You can know all the rituals. You can know all the words and all those things are good. Um, but that's not, that's not what's going, that's not what's going to get you in. You need your own personal relationship with Christ. Um, and I talk about the fact, you know, say for instance, I don't know if I talked about it in this blog post actually, but I did talk about it in our last podcast, you know, growing up when I was little, we had to say a verse. Everybody, we went around the table, the dinner table or the breakfast table, or we didn't really sit around the table for lunch, but for breakfast and dinner, we did. Um, you you had to say a verse and then we blessed the food and we ate, right? Um, and the verse that I said, because I was a kid, it was short. They was like, just say Jesus wept. Okay, so I'm going to say Jesus wept. Um, we also memorized the Lord's prayer. I do remember that being in Sunday school and memorizing the Lord's, what's considered the Lord's prayer, which is really, anyway. So, you know, I had all those words in me, but didn't really have intimate connection and closer relationship with Christ. I could speak well, but I didn't have that connection. And so, as I've grown and as I've matured in my relationship with Christ, I've come to realize and really understand and put into practice that not only do I need to speak well of my relationship with Christ and to speak well of Christ in general, but I really have to have my own personal relationship with him to draw from. Um, and I'll tell you when I, I think the first time, cause you know, I've been a church kid all my life, been in church all my life. My mama stay, still to this day, she be in church she all church day, right every now. day. To this day. Legend has it. She is in the church right now praying. <laughs> Actually, she's not. Her sinuses are, her allergies are allergies. So she's at home resting. But if not for that, oh, she would be at the church house right now. <laughs> like, if she wasn't stopped up, she would be at the church house right now. So I grew up, you know, always going to church, being very present at church. Knowing God, being sure that I, well, being sure that I was saved by him, that he is my savior. Um, but really leaning a lot on my mama's relationship with Christ mm-hmm. to get me through life and to get me through hard times. Um, you know, she's the one I would run to, to get advice and I need you to pray for me. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But the first time that I really, truly for myself, for real, my intimacy and my relationship with Christ was like tested was when I moved out of state and my mama, like I could call her on the phone, but she's too far away to do anything for me. She will want to put her hands on something, but she can't. She's she's 10 hours away by car. There's nothing she can do. I remember 
So I moved to Georgia and I went to work and my back went out. Like <laughs> it made no sense. I was young, 24. It made no sense for my back to like go completely out, but my back went out like to where I couldn't move. I lived on the third floor. Do you know what kind of animal torture it was to get up to the third floor? It was so bad that I couldn't sleep. And I was like, I have to do something. I cannot take this pain. I couldn't drive. Um, but I ended up having to call a lady that I work with. Now, y'all know I'm an introvert and I don't really fool with people like that. But like, you talking about somebody that was calling on Jesus that night, for real, it was me. My mama wasn't there. My mama couldn't fix it she's 10 hours away there's nothing she can do except for pray for me and in that experience I learned you know who gonna keep you when mama can't I will you know who's gonna come to your rescue every time point blank period yeah he might use my mama sometimes but you need to learn to call on me you need to learn to lean on me and the Lord provided for me and for me, that was like a big, that was like a big aha. Like, mm. even when mama don't got you, girl, God has you. And it's not that mama didn't have me because she didn't have a desire. But I had to lean into my own personal relationship with him. Go ahead, brother. You had your Baptist finger up for uh. a second. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, is, some, is it still recording? Because he keeps, yeah. finger, like, uh, he got the finger up. Go ahead. I I realized a lot of like my in my relationship, right? So mama was definitely the example I had, but what used to bother me is though my father is a preacher and does things. Um I didn't have like this example, like looking at him like, oh, this is what you do. That's what you do. You should do this at this time. You know, like I just had my mom. And so that's often so weird when you're like trying to be the head of a household and figure out how you're supposed to do that because you get so used to or you can get so used to seeing a woman in that position that you don't step up to the position because I've seen other people. I know there are people, you know, like, um, a lot of people at our church, some of the youngers, you know, whose parents were other pastors and preachers and, and things of that nature who probably have a different experience than what I had. But I was thinking about like when I started to learn the relationship with him for myself and what I like want for my children and what I want to like show an example and be, you know, prayer. And, and I go to I go to prayer, you know, whether it's having a, you know, a prayer room or, or at least being in that space of if this is working, I want her prayer room to be in there with her praying and not like, all right, thank you, baby. I'm finna go and, and handle the work and do the music. You know, you handle the spirituality. Like it is such a thing of like, when you start to learn that relationship, as I learned my relationship with him and how he wants to be a father to me or how he wants to, you know, the, how he wants that relationship to spread, how he wants me to give that relationship to others and uh, my family. I've I've gotten a bit more confidence in that. But as I was hearing your story, it's like that's a hard thing, especially like when you don't have any other reference, when you don't have like the example true. comparatively. 
So for those of you that that have that going on, like you can do it. You just have to really, really, really trust him and trust that he's going to lead you to where you need to be. Do you feel like not having that male example, do you feel like that hampered your ability? Well, you kind of spoke to it that made it harder for you to be like, Hey, let me step up to the forefront. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was definitely hard. I mean, it was especially hard when I have much like a wife who is similar to my mom and in their spirituality. Like, it, it's strong. It's up front. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, you have to, like, navigate, like, okay, you know, and especially with the, the trials and tribulations that we went through in the beginning of our marriage, about where we were at that time because I didn't know anything about the different churches. I didn't like non-denominational to me meant y'all just do weird stuff at the time. Like it just meant y'all, mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all do, but you you do stuff that's like, why is people running around and doing this? And like I had not seen any of the other fruits of the spirit at that point in time because my church just what that. And so when she came back, my response to like, okay, now, you know, we're dating, we're thinking about getting married. It was like, yo, I don't know what to do because I got to be able to lead my family because I I ain't leading them to this. I'm not leading them over here. Like that ain't, that is not, (laughs) that's not going to be the thing. And then it's like, but you're only doing that because you, your relationship is in a, you know, is in a is in a rocky place because of how you're approaching leadership or how you're approaching understanding God. So did seeing her relate seeing your wife's relationship with Christ, did that push you to draw closer to him? Yes. To get to know him more for yourself? Yes, in two different ways. Uh when we first broke up it's all I had. Like I go back and I look at my Facebook post and my Facebook post is either like randomly cryptic ratchet stuff or, <laughs> you know, like supportable friend. And, and then it's just what well, God going to get me through. God got it. Like, by, like I've been praying like, Hey, you don't always stay back. Like I literally like was an old person in terms of like how I would post. <laughs> um, Cause I'd be laughing at myself. I'd be like, Man, I was really like I, I love it to Jesus, and I <laughs> like, or at least I posted like I love it to Jesus, and I mean I know I do, <laughs> but <laughs> um. So the first thing was like when we when she first broke up with me, that's when I started to be more of who I was in terms of my relationship with him, and then the secondary time was when she came back about like what I was just talking to you about about the rejection of like why, what am I rejecting. Like, I'm just rejecting something that's new to me and that's uncomfortable. Like, well, what in my relationship? Like, is my relationship in a place where I understand what's going on? And then as we got to talking more, it's just like, oh, we're saying the same thing. Like, that. that's just, you know, I'm just reacting this way because this is new to me or this aspect of this is new to me. So I'm not having the proper response. And I'm not having a proper response because my relationship needs to be strengthened. I need to understand him, how he exists. He don't exist. Like, look, I, I got the luxury of of being in a, a Baptist church that didn't even act like a Baptist church in all of its, you know, ways. And then there's so much more 
within God and his realm and his power and stuff. But you don't get that without like going and seeking and, and, and looking up scripture. And, and especially when, um, I started preaching and I would do sermons and like looking through the scripture and like thinking like, okay, what's the full context around this? Like what's going on around this? I don't want to just preach on a scripture like one scripture and I have nothing else to add to the conversation, you know? Right. So, yeah. Your personal relationship. It can hit us all at different times. Like I said, I mean, we both were church kids and grew up in the church, but I think we all have those pivotal moments that push us to go beyond our mother's faith. Mm-hmm our parents face faith or even in your instance your spouse's faith like what is my personal relationship with christ like and i think it's always important um yeah we appreciate it when people speak well of christ but we also have to have our own personal relationship with him because that's what makes the difference right yeah you just right. you you gotta press right. in to like learning him because otherwise you just end up in a very your the foundations of the world are not set on solid ground. It's not set at on all. nothing solid. So at like, all. if you are basing your thing off of like solely a pastor, like even the pastors will tell you, like you need to go check what he's saying against the word. Like, is, are they saying right. something that they need to be saying? You know, like do you disagree? You know, and not like in a in a I just want to argue sense, but is there a deeper form? Like I remember recently having a conversation uh, within our life group about who Jesus died for. You know, we were all having like this existential thing to where there are some who believe that it was already, that it's already been determined. Like Jesus only died for the people who would believe in him in the sense. And I mean, and then I mean that in a sense, like it's already determined in a sense of like, right. He had our, he knows, you know, like in a way to where there's no point in like, if, if you're not one of the chosen, like if we don't call out your name, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when we were sitting there, like going across the scripture and going across like our intimate relationships with God and thinking about this in a spiritual way, it's like, but then like, what is free choice? You know, you go, you go back to that conversation of like, well, if he did that, then there's no point in everything that we're going through right now, because if you know, you know who they are and you already died just specifically for, you know, these people, those are the only people you went to the grave for and, and rose above the grave for, then the rest of this is just fictional, you know? Yeah. So. For me, the thing is he knows, but we, we don't know. Yes. You know what I'm and that's why, like, that's why I'm like, you got to make a choice. And then, even then, it's not like, like you, yeah. you You have freedom of choice. You get to decide if you want Jesus to be your Lord. Um, and if he is the savior of your life, say Jesus is our Lord. We really are um, putting aside our wants and our desires. You know, I think about even doing this podcast for real, yo. You know, this was not on Sarita's dream and wish list <laughs> this was not on sarita's life plan list um but i'm grateful that i was receptive to what god had to say to me and i you know sometimes i'll be like 
you know, um, let me be clear. I feel that God led me to do this podcast. Let me say it that way. I did not hear a voice whispering in my ear or even talking loudly. There was no burning bush in the corner of my bedroom. That would have made life so much easier if it was just that simple for me. But I felt led by God in this direction to do the podcast. And so... I I really am in a season of leaning into him, of being obedient when I feel like he has, when I feel like he lead, when I feel like he's leading me in a direction, I want to be obedient to that and just, and just do it. For me, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. For me, it's confirmation, right? Like I think a thing, um, like I'm studying scripture and, ooh, you know, I just thought about it. Out there, and there it is again in scripture. And then, ooh, you're preaching about that. That's the, it. Just keeps coming to me. So for me, it's like this is what you need to do. Now, of course, there was no sermon about three to start a podcast, but there were just several different instances where, like, try it, do it, do it, scared, jump in. Do you know who I am? You know. Follow my voice. <laughs> do it. Like I'm, I'm pushing you this way. You have the opportunity to do it. You can choose to reject me. But for me, it's my personal relationship with him. My sitting down, reading the word. Like I have those thoughts in my head. And every thought ain't from God. Now we know that. Because I be thinking <laughs> some stuff and I be like, well, that don't, that don't, that don't line up with what you doesn't line up with God's character. I'm not going to know God's character though if I don't study the word. And so that is why it's so important to have your own personal relationship and not to make it so deep. It really is about spending time. He has always provided insight, clarification. Anytime mm-hmm. I've asked something of God in prayer, he going to bring that thing back around. He going to have somebody in my life, speak a word, say something to me that'll lead me into the direction that I need to be led to get my answer. But I had to be open and willing um, to hear that. And I have to constantly seek his face and see what he has for me because I'm easily led astray. Um, And as much as I talk about my struggles on this podcast, I do need the reminder that I need to speak well of Jesus Christ. I need to speak well of him and let it be known that life is rough and tough and it'd be hard over here. And my face be looking like what I'm going through. My skin right now, child. Anyway. Um, but I have to speak <laughs> I have to speak well of Christ because he has done so much for me. He saved my life. And even when things aren't going the way that I want them to go, the way that I think they should go, I have to remember. It ain't about what Sarita wants. It's about what he wants. He has the big picture in mind and I have to play my role and my part. Um, So even when I am facing difficulties and when I talk about my challenges on this podcast, I do want it to be known that Jesus Christ made the difference in my life, honey. Top to bottom, uh, my life raggedy, to be raggedy and toe up sometimes. But God is able. But God. But God, but God is able and he has delivered me and carried me and loved on me, honey, when I have been unlovable. And I have plenty of moments in my life when I'm unlovable. 
the ultimate aim and goal for me is that I want people to try Jesus for themselves. You try him. I could tell you all about him, <laughs> but there's no experience like experiencing him good, for good yourself. Good time, man. Good time. Because I almost just went, try Jesus. You should have. Not me. Because I, <laughs> I throw hands. Uh, uh, but anyway. Um, but yeah, y'all, speaking of trying Jesus, you can try some more of Jesus or try looking at Jesus through the spectrum of this wonderful blog post of BibleStudyGirl.com. You can go over there and read the blog posts that are, I'm going to keep saying every day, uh, because they come out that, that frequent that you will feel that way. Uh, hit us. I have been so sidebar. You've been talking about every day. I don't know. I've been toying. Like you know, I told you. Um, like God has not been whispering in my ear. Like, but um, I do feel led to certain things. So there is something. Uh, it's an idea that's been niggling in my brain, and I'm just waiting for confirmation. Niggling, like niggling, like um, nibbling. Is that the word? Nibbling, like nibble. This has just been getting a little bite at your brain. Maybe it is because I don't think or what you just ling- said. Lingering. lingering. What you just said is not a word. I might have to. Ugh, might have to bleep you out, sis. <laughs> I don't. I think lingering is really what I wanted to say. Anyway, there's an idea that's been lingering in my brain, but I have not. It ain't manifested. I ain't seen it nowhere else. So, but you talk about every day. So we'll see. We'll see. He'll open the doors and that'll be a testimony. Time stamp this. I mean, you really don't have to because it's in the podcast. <laughs> it is. But we'll we'll see if, if that comes to fruition with that everyday thing. So go on with your spiel, brother. Mine. So, if you want to hit us up on the socials, hit us up on Twitter at Bible Study Girl, the number two, on Instagram at underscore Bible Study Girl, on Facebook, the Bible Study Girl Facebook page. Make sure you like it. You'll get updates on the podcast as well as video content that we do. Follow us on YouTube or subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is down in the description to help you find it. But if you get us to 100 subscribers, we'll be able to make that a whole lot easier. Content is coming. Thank you for your patience. Or content is already on the site by this point or something. We we didn't work something out. The Lord is moving. I, I claim it. Um, but yeah. Cause Nick is the word, so you don't think I'm crazy. In the dictionary says it means causing slight but persistent annoyance, discomfort, or anxiety. Niggling is the word. Back to it, it our might be a word, but huh, I wonder who created it. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can message us there as well if you have any prayer requests or you want to appear on the show. Um, another way to do that is on our email at BibleStudyGirl2019 at gmail.com. And remember, guys, it is not wallowing in the sin that preaches, but we preach. And before I tell you guys my ending tagline, I will say niggling is a word, but I lingering is the more appropriate word. It's very it's much more feeling. appropriate. Much more is because it was it's not really causing me anxiety. That's the thing. So uh, until we meet again, guys, (laughs) keep preaching.